When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So we talked last uh, podcast about how important it was for the Bears to continue the evaluation process after they have gotten out of the number one overall spot and whether or not there's value in continuing to, you know, what do you think about Will Levis and how is Anthony Richardson uh, under pressure and those kinds of intangibles and that kind of evaluation, which made it interesting to look at this is going on with the teams uh, now are going to be having to do that for their franchise. Carolina comes to mind. We heard from Frank Reich earlier this week. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. It's going to be either or. I feel like right now, before we get to the Mel Kuyper evaluation, yeah. Dan, you're getting, we're getting hints that C.J. Stroud may be the guy, and it may be because of your guy, the influence <laughs> of Josh McCown, that we're seeing that C.J. Stroud could emerge as their favorite quarterback. There was a, a a sound clip out there that they, Josh was challenging him to play horse, right? And, yeah. and said, you know, we'll get we'll find a hoop when you're in Charlotte. And people were trying to dis- determine whether he said when you live in Charlotte or when you visit Charlotte. And everybody's doing the the pre-draft uh, scrutiny on that. Um, Look, like they've got a good good cast in Carolina to develop a quarterback with Josh and Frank Reich and Jim Caldwell and uh, others that 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 are going to be, uh, you know, taking on a a project that that should have a lot of potential to it. Um, just to to kind of steer this a, a different direction for a second, the only people that get longer sentences than prisoners of the moment in my law, law system are, are revisionist historians. And so one of the things that you learn over time covering the league is when you're covering a draft, you want to gather as much philosophy and decision-making principles from the people that are making these decisions as you can so that they can't come back four or five years from now and change their mind on what they were saying about a prospect in the moment. So listen, when you go into the 2023 offseason and you have everyone saying that you control the offseason, you are the owners of the number one pick, the owner of the number one pick has the option to do whatever they want with any player in the draft. And so it is imperative that we keep our mind on what the Bears are passing up by trading out of the number one spot, what they are passing up when they pick at number nine, when we see guys that are still on the board, it's imperative that you measure those things because we all know that there's redrafts three and four years down the road where the board looks nothing like it looked on, on the actual draft night. And so that's why I think just in conjunction with the conversation we had last week about the bears, um, you know, not maybe completing their homework assignment on the 2023 quarterback class. Well, now the Stroud versus Young argument is one that you still have to pay attention to in Chicago until Justin Fields makes his fourth Pro Bowl. I do not want to be somebody who gets his PhD in revisionist history. (laughs) So I'm going to go on the record now and say those are good points. But Bryce Young is going to be a better NFL quarterback than C.J. Stroud. 
Studs, Bryce, time stamp it. Time stamp it, Studs. <laughs> Bryce Young is going to be a better NFL quarterback than C.J. Stroud. If I were the Carolina Panthers, I would not mess around by getting Josh McCown to see if he could make a left-handed layup in a horse game <laughs> against C.J. Stroud. Nonsense. Pick the gimme. Take the gimme. Bryce Young is there. I know he's shorter. I know he's slighter. But I do think he's going to be better than C.J. Stroud. That said, who cares what I think because Mel Kuyper does this <laughs> for a living and he evaluated Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and compared the two. I think there's a lot of factors that go into to trying to figure this out. Uh, does Frank Reich stick to what he's done with the bigger quarterback uh, and go with C.J. Stroud? Does he go with the ultimate outlier? There are some people that feel like you never should draft an outlier. Outliers will... You can't do it. Uh, Bill Polian always drilled that into me when he was up at ESPN. Bill always said, Hall of Fame general manager, Super Bowl winning general manager, always said, uh, you don't draft outliers. Uh, you know, Bryce Young is an outlier. There's no way other around that. Uh, you know, so I think that's the, and he plays a great player. So, you know, I mean, people say, go back to Todd McShay. Todd said, hey, he's Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's Steph Curry. Okay, if you're Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry, you're going number one. But then the size factors in. Uh, you know, if you're a little bigger, you know, and I'm not really talking about the height as much. It's the weight. Can he maintain that 204? That's why I think today will be important. I should be tomorrow will be important for that reason, to see what he is when they bring him in for their private workouts. Um, so it's really, it is, you're really close. You're really close. And I think Levis is in that mix for me and Richardson's in there. I think all four of those guys are really close. Um, you know, I went with Bryce Young because I set the bar at 195. And I said, if he's 195 or heavier, I'm going with him. He was 204. So that's why I went with Bryce Young. So I went Young, Levis, Stroud. Levis and Stroud, basically the same grade. And uh, and Richardson right there as well. So, uh, again, for Carolina, it's going to be interesting to see if Wright deviates and goes away from what he has done at quarterback to go with Young, or he sticks with what he's had with the bigger quarterback and goes with the 6'3", 215, 220-pound C.J. Stroud. So that's going to be fun to see how it plays out. I don't know if they made that decision yet or not. Sometimes teams have made that call by the time pro days take but I've had GM say, I knew going into the pro day who I was taking a quarterback. To all the pro days, I was there for every one of them, but I knew who my quarterback was before the pro days even happened. I had another form of GM say, hey, it's not the pro day. Pro days aren't important. It's the private workouts for quarterbacks that are going to be the most critical part of the equation. So we'll see. By the time we get to late April, we're still over a month away. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how this plays out because, uh, like I say, you can argue either quarterback is the right pick, and uh, they have to pick one. So that's why sometimes it's better to get the guy that's left over than the other guy. Let's get the guy they don't take, take him. Sometimes that works out better in the long run. Sometimes it doesn't. There's no perfect way to evaluate quarterbacks. There's no you know, blueprint for success. Uh, it's, it's a lot of hit or misses, as you've seen. Uh, but for quarterbacks, it's got to be your gut feel. you got to trust your gut on quarterbacks. You really do. Everybody sees everything. We see all this. We get all the numbers. You know, you know everything. You get everybody. The information's all out there. There's no private information, things that they know that we don't know. Everybody knows everything. So it gets down to, you know, who do you feel is best suited for your team that brings that hit factor, brings that attitude, brings that approach that you want? That's why Bryce Young, to me, that's, why, that's another reason I gave him an edge. And the 195 was the bar with the weight, but he's got that thing that says, 
just let me be out there with my team and I'm going to win games. And I'm going to win the big, I'm going to do what it takes. And I, I just, I see things that nobody else sees. I can, I can decipher things quicker than anybody else can. That's Bryce Young's strength. That's what he does best. Can he stay healthy for a long NFL season? That's what worries me. Mel Kuyper from ESPN. Yeah, I, I, and look, like he says, it, it's not always great to pick first. The Bears can attest to that in 2017, taking Mitch Trubisky as the first quarterback. The two guys that came off behind him, particularly the guy at number 10, Patrick Mahomes wound up being a much better player. We all saw Justin Fields was the fourth quarterback drafted a few years ago. So the, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, it's, it's not always a blessing to be the, the, the one that has the first spot in the line at the quarterback buffet. Uh, but the Panthers have that designation now. We'll see if they stay there. We'll see if they maybe want to cede that to somebody else like the Texans. And, and, and we'll see how they go through the process. But Mel seems to be on board with you uh, that it's Bryce well, Young and Bryce Young only. Kind of, but I, I'll say this. When he says don't draft the outlier, I don't want to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going that far, but Patrick Mahomes was the outlier. Sure. So drafting the outlier in 2017 was the reason the Chiefs are becoming a dynasty. So I think sometimes it works. Drew Brees was an outlier. Yeah. He was a second-round pick, and maybe you know he was a guy you didn't expect to become a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he was – uh, unorthodox. Here's the other thing, and I and I have a ton of respect for Kuiper, but I think sometimes he says he says things that make me like cringe a little. <laughs> um, saying that the breakoff point was 195 pounds. So are you telling me that Bryce Young, because he spent had seconds at Stake and Shake in Indy, is going to be a better NFL prospect because he weighed in heavier and over 195? I don't know. I think it's an arbitrary number. I don't think there's any any number. You can see him if he's sturdy, if he uh, can avoid hits, if he can stay healthy. I don't care if he's 190 pounds or 215. You know, you're going to play at a, at a game speed and you're going to have a durability and strength. Um, I, you're going to have the frames that w- withstand some punishment. I found it odd that somebody as accomplished and specific as Mel Kuyper is about certain traits like, Oh, if he would have weighed in at 194, I'd have yeah. said, okay, CJ Stroud's better. But oh, 204, oh, I'm all in on, on Bryce Young. That was just a little surprising. I'm I'm with you that that number is entirely arbitrary and it's just one that was kind of pulled out of thin air and made into something. Look, like the 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 challenge for Bryce Young at the NFL is going to be having the pocket presence and the ability to manipulate inside of, of chaos to avoid the huge hits. Right. It's not going to be what weight he's at. It's going to be can you do the things that elite quarterbacks do in this league to make sure that they don't take a beating week in and week out. And so that's going to be where he's at there. Just to keep a Bears frame around this quarterback discussion, because that's important. I know I've told this story, you know, 30 times in my career and probably three times on this podcast before, but I always go back to the draft where Russell Wilson was coming out. That would have been the 2012 draft, if I'm not mistaken. And the Vikings coached him at the Senior Bowl. And there were people inside that building that were in love with who Russell Wilson was and who they thought he could become as an NFL quarterback. But they had already turned the page and and, and made Christian Ponder, as a rookie, their starting quarterback. And Ponder was heading into his second year there, and they were going to see it through with Christian Ponder. And so they said, yeah, Russell Wilson's probably not worth uh, rolling the dice on at this point in our development because we've already got our guy. 
you can see where I'm going with that. It's just yeah. important for us right now to understand that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and where they go with their NFL careers is very much relevant to the Chicago Bears, again, until we know the end of all these stories because that's what's at stake in this league and that's how uh, fickle it can be when with one decision and one vote of confidence and one gut feeling and one feeling of conviction that leads you down a path and, and you see where it leads. Okay, so let's move it on. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, as we kind of get back through our sound on the NFL draft prospects, had an interesting point to make about B. John Robinson and the, the Texas running back that I think we both are somewhat captivated by, but I just don't know how that could Practical. be justified giving. Yeah. And, and plus, you know, can you justify that kind of luxury? I love the idea, but I think sometimes I do get carried away with loving that idea. But But he had... He had an interesting point about the kind of team that might be ready to draft or take a chance on Bijan Robinson from Texas. And is not only the best running back in this class, he's one of the five best players in this class. He's elite. And then you then transition to, okay, where does he go? And then all of them say, I have no idea. You know, I, I have no idea. Does he go into the twenties? There's people that say, I, there, there will not be people inside the league. And I know, and some people think, oh, the analytics they'll they'll kill him. If if he were to go in the top ten, he would not get laughs around the league because people know how good this guy is. Um, so it, I just don't know where to put him. And you look at all the different needs that these teams have. And my philosophy on kind of the running backs is, I don't uh, I don't mind taking a running back in the first round as long as your team is ready to win right now. Because if you if you take into account the guy's got four, five, six years of, you know, elite production. I don't mind getting them in the first round because I get the extra year on the contract with, you know, it's easy to control it. Um, then I've got a franchise tag number if I want, and that could kind of take me through all of his prime. But I don't want to waste carries on a crappy team. I want to have all of his carries over that five-year period count and help us push towards, you know, a championship. So to to take a, a big-time running back like that and your team stinks, you're going to waste his prime, and it's not going to do anything for you. So that's that's the conundrum there with, with B. John Robinson. But he is no doubt about it to me. He's one of the premier, premier players in the draft. That's an interesting way to look at it, and he's exactly right in my view. Teams ready to win now can take that chance. And yeah. boy, boy, can you imagine a team like the Eagles – ending up yeah. with Bijan Robinson. That's what some mock drafts have him going. And if they add him to the mix with Jalen Hurts and their outside receivers and tight ends, and goodness sakes, that offensive line, that would be a home run pick. I mean, don't question about it. And, and if you're if you're limiting it to just teams that are ready to contend, my God, you're going to get a guy that pretty much everyone in the league says is a sure thing. The reason I'm so appeal is so intriguing to me, and I've said multiple times here in the recent weeks that the Bears shouldn't do this, and they likely won't do this. But the, the appeal to it is the fact that that you're getting a, a sure thing. And we know here in Chicago, as well as anyone, that sure things in the first round are, are few and far between. And so if you can just fill that hole with somebody that you know is going to be a difference-making impact player for you for a half decade, it is appealing. Now, look, like Daniel Jeremiah's reasoning makes perfect sense to me. It's perfectly logical. It's the reason the Bears probably will not take Bijan Robinson. But, man, you, you know, this guy is is a really, really good football player. He's going to make a lot of fantasy football owners very happy in the next few years. And there is going to be one NFL team that if he winds up in the right situation, that might put him in as, as one of the key engines of a Super Bowl draft. You said the Bears shouldn't do this. Uh, again, back to the 
question about do we really know what Ryan Poles is thinking going into this first round? What would it take, do you think, and I guess what would be your level of surprise if they did take a chance in a swing, a big swing here on a running back early? My level of surprise would be huge just because of all the things that we have been harping on them for. And it's, you know, build from the trenches. Go get your offensive line help. Go get a pass rusher. Go get somebody that can help you on the interior of your defensive line. So it would be, you know, hypocritical of us to be like, do that, do that, do that. Yeah, draft a running back. Woo-hoo, you know, and so that, that's that's kind of the dilemma there. So I'd be re- I'd be very, very surprised. Um, I would like to to learn more about what their view inside the building of of Bijan Robinson is, just to just to know kind of how they process it and why the decision is being made just because of the, the valuation of the position in this league in 2023. What is your minimum sentence for hypocrites in your uh, system? <laughs> well, so what, what did we say? We said uh, prisoners of the moment. That That's really bad. What, what? was the other one that Revisionist I had for you? Historians. Oh, revisions historians. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Man, like even just saying that word in my head makes me angry. I know. Um, hypocrites, it's, it's, that's like more of a misdemeanor for me. Is uh, it I a mean, misdemeanor? I, yeah. I mean, yeah we're all a little bit hip. We have a little bit of hypocritical uh, <laughs> approach to a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, it's a more of a wrist slap. The other stuff, uh-uh. 